My name is Kyle C. And Sal Sharaf presents the eighth installment of My Story. My Story is a podcast series that interviews individuals as they take us behind the curtain of their lives as they embark on their journey towards accomplishing their dreams. And with that being said, for the eighth installment, I'm joined by High School All-Canadian and Bill Carruthers star Cheyenne Rowe as she talks about where her love started with basketball, how she navigated her dreams through the pandemic, and what it means to be a student athlete during this COVID era, why she picked James Madison University as the foundation for her next four years, and way more than that. South Sharaf is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit the like and favorite buttons, rate, review, and subscribe, and click on all the five stars that's available, whether you're an Apple Podcast supporter or a Spotify lifer. And check out my website for the catalog at SouthSharav.com. Once again, that's SouthSharav.com. This is my story on South Sharav Radio. In the pursuit of love, greatness, happiness, and executing our dreams, we all have a story within the process of it all. Here's Cheyenne's. Hi, my name is Cheyenne Rowe, and this is my story. Every story has a beginning point. No journey starts without taking that first step. So I want you to take it all the way back to the beginning of the love. Uh, where did the love first start with basketball? Uh, I guess af- love first started with basketball when I realized that I could be good at it. So at four basketball, I was playing soccer. And then my parents told me that I need to try something new. And they put me in basketball. So since then, in grade four, you know, I, I was really bad at it. And then a few years later, grade seven comes around. It turns out I'm good. And my training is actually paying off. And I'm actually getting getting out of getting stuff out of what I wanted. And I started to love it from there. How much did you love soccer? <laughs> I just played it just because, you know, just a kid playing a sport. Not really. Okay. I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> It, it was just the active thing to do at the time. Yeah. And what was the first basketball team that you played on? Scarborough Blues. Yeah, I made the team because I was tall. <laughs> didn't know how to touch. Didn't know how to dribble. Didn't know how to shoot. <laughs> didn't even know what jump ball was at the time. Yeah. When it came to basketball, when did you first, or when did you realize that you had something valuable to offer to the game? When did you actually specifically start recognizing that in yourself? I guess it was, I was 13, I think, and I made, I was an alternate for the U14 Team Ontario, and, you know, I started training after that, and then something happened, and I was able to play on the team with Team Ontario, so I wasn't an alternate anymore, I actually got all the gear, I wasn't a practice player, I could actually play, and they realized, like, oh, she could actually play. Let's put her on the actual team. And then that was when I was like, oh, okay, this is my time. I can get better from here. Yeah. And and did, that, did the love at that point start to deepen at that point when you started realizing like you're you're making something higher than even like just a regular school team or AU team or travel team, that type of thing? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I realized winning, like, people say winning isn't everything. That's true. But, man, it does feel good. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I loved winning. I loved the adrenaline rush, you know, being with all my teammates and everything. When you get like that one good play and everyone just goes crazy, I love that. 
and the recognition that comes from that too, right? It's it's a, it's an intense feeling. It has to be, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Now, was there a game or a moment where you felt like, you know what, Cheyenne, I've I've arrived, I've arrived. Like you're talking to yourself, like I've arrived. Um, there was the futures futures about basketball game. At first, because I'm taller and I usually play in the post and everything, I don't really get to shoot or bring up the ball. But mm -hmm. the Biosteel Futures game, uh, I ended up winning MVP because I was, I was shooting threes. I was bringing up the ball, taking jump shots. Like I was doing everything, and I was like, hold on, I can actually do this. So I think it was that game. You are very accomplished so far in your young career. You know, you start for your high school teams, the AAU circuit. You know, you mentioned you played for Team Ontario. Um, you're a BioSteel Rising Star MVP, as you just mentioned. You know, this year, you know, you're a BioSteel All-Canadian as well as a Can Athlete All-Canadian as well. Um, can you pinpoint a moment out of all of that and say, you know what, this was actually like my favorite time? Uh, I guess I gotta say, during the, during the Can Athlete game, All-Canadian, all okay. there was one time, I got the ball and I was and I got the ball at the top of the three point line. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try something. So I tried to do like an in and out crossover and I and I went for a layup and I got fouled. So I hear the announcer saying like, Oh yo, guys, she's six two, she's doing all that so that, that was I kinda enjoyed that. That's funny, out of out of all those moments that like at that so that was recently, right? Yeah, yeah. How when was the Can athletes uh, when was the all Canadian game for the Can athletes? When was that? Oh, it was last weekend. I oh, think. last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So out of all of that, that was like the, the new time was your favorite time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you went through and I got asked these questions, but, you know, now you went through, I would say, a a very unprecedented period the last couple of years as a high school student athlete, you know, with the, the COVID era basically raining down on the whole world. And, yeah. you know, we all went through it in our own way. It was crazy. Obviously, we're still kind of going through or at least getting to at least to the end of it. But from a student athlete point of view, uh, what was it like going through it, especially at the beginning, especially like at, when it started in 2020? I mean, I would say from the student perspective first, because mm -hmm. everything was going online and it was much to me. I think it was easier because it was online. I'm more of an introverted person. Okay. But at the same time, like with basketball, adding on to that, doing work was harder because I couldn't actually focus that well. And then getting on the court, there was no chance to get on the court. So mm. you kind of just had to do everything on your own, at-home workouts. I put the net outside on my driveway and had to shoot there again like all times. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was kind of... Also, with the recruiting process, that was kind of arduous, I'd say, because we had, there wasn't, we couldn't show ourselves. I couldn't showcase myself. I was at a standstill, didn't really know where I was going. But yeah, now I'm going to James Madison University in Virginia, and I'm all set, so. And also, like, not being able to, like, see your friends, your teammates, that type of stuff. Like, how did that, like, just that period, like, two years ago, just to take it back, just a little bit, like, like, what was that like for you in that in that perspective as a student and as an athlete and just as yourself outside of those two roles? Yeah, so, um, like, for me, I went to Bo Crothers, so I'd see my teammates online because we have a basketball class. Mm -hmm. So I'd see them online every day, and if anything, I'd just text them. 
Also, like I said earlier, I'm kind of introverted, so I wouldn't go out to see my friends anyway. Mm-hmm. But if I did, my only other friend, like outside basketball, is in Nova Scotia, so um, <laughs> couldn't see her anyway. Right. Yeah. Now, obviously, uh, just just uh, to go back to the one where you're doing classes online. At, at any point in time, did you think it was just gonna last a few weeks, and then your AAU season would start back up, and everything would be good again? Like, like for you, how hard? Like, was there a point where you recognized that maybe some of the goals that you had for yourself might get threatened because of this? Yeah, me, honestly, I was, my mindset throughout the entire process was prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was kind of, I wanted, I really, I was really hoping for, the, like, you know, it to be like, okay, this is just a one-time thing, one lockdown, and then it's going to take a while, but then after that, everything's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But then it wasn't. So I was still prepared for it, honestly. Like I'd still like do training. I was sending in videos of myself training. But, yeah, it was it was hard, but I was mm-hmm. prepared. What did you do to help yourself through those times? And I, and I ask this because you know, unfortunately, there are many high school athletes, especially on this side of the border, whose post high school careers got affected by all of this. And and it's not like you can ask you know the older folks you know older coaches or former basketball players what to do in this situation because none of us has gone through anything like this especially at your age right yeah uh i see instead of coaches coming to you and stuff, you kind of have to you not, not even kind of you fully have to get out there on your own talk to coaches send videos send emails be annoying honestly because <laughs> that's the only way you're gonna get noticed at this point send in like old game film as well like the entire thing not just some highlight clips because everyone has highlight clips but they all coaches also want to see what you do when you're not in highlight form right that's you're not going to be highlight your entire university career isn't going to be a highlight reel so send it i'm just sending in full game clips sending emails getting getting the connection as well because the connection piece is very important i'd say mm-hmm. because if you're going to go to commit to a university or college or juco or wherever you're going then you have to be able to stay connected with them like it's not just about the sport it's about being with who you are and it's funny because i know you're saying that like you know you have to be annoying but at the same time this is like this is your life this is your career this is your future so i mean you got to protect that at the same time right like exactly. yeah yeah um and and the reason why i ask these questions just regarding covid because i mean obviously it can't be ignored how much it affected everything but especially for people in in your position it's insane to me at least it's insane to think about just how to navigate through all those decisions trying to pick you know your, your next school and setting up the next steps of your life at that age and now everybody's on this roller coaster and and guess what there's no safety bars as you go through this so you know for you was there any point where you started thinking that maybe like shoot maybe this maybe this might not happen or, or did you even allow yourself to even get that far or think that far without um yeah I, i'd be lying if i said i was perfectly fine throughout the entire thing um yeah sometimes i'm thinking like you know what i don't have any offers at this exact moment you know like i don't know where i'm gonna go you know, i don't know if i'm gonna go to the states so i at that point i was kind of just only looking at canadian schools as well mm-hmm. so like because i know the canadian schools want me but a lot think i'm going to the states and i'm like eh, well so i did definitely have backup plan also i care for my academics a lot right so that that was my fallback. I, I if anything happened, I did have my academics. I do know where I want to go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Which is which is great. And and if you mind me asking, like I guess you know I I know you know just you're on a higher end of the grade point average, like you're doing really well. So I guess that was a form of protection as well that you know that you know even at the very end of the day, I could depend on this side. Yeah, that 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 was it. Like my academics were better than well, so you know, yeah, I did have a fallback. Now, at one point, where did the momentum, I should say, where did the momentum spark back up? Like, what was your first tournament or game after everything that was happening with COVID? Like, what was your first tournament or game? Um, like, what? when did it spark back up for you? Uh, On the basketball side, I should say. Yeah. I, I don't think there was a particular game, more of just a plethora of them, because I, at Blue Crothers, I was one of the top scorers. Okay. So when I, when I figured out that I was... I'd be one of the people that touch the ball the most, that scores the most. That that was my defining moment, I'd say. Okay, so that that moment was like the momentum spark back for you, for you at that point. Oh yeah. If oh, yeah. if there was any even like crumbs of doubt, like that basically got just shut aside at that point. Yeah, because on full clubs, like my teammates are great. They pass me the ball, and I I get like five assists per game. At, that's at the start and then i would always get double double because i'd get double rebounds and points mm -hmm. so that was like every game for me and and how did it feel for you at that point just just to be back on the court with your teammates you know at bill crothers and you know the aau, AAU squads and everything else like how did it just feel for just to be back on the court oh it, it felt so good like honestly i can't even put it into words it just i guess liberating this could be one but after being at doing nothing for so long and kind of just like being stuck inside or just in the vicinity of my house it just it didn't feel like you can go on runs and stuff to keep up your stamina but it doesn't feel the same as running back and forth on the court mm -hmm. so yeah it was great it was great now i i know i mentioned all of your accolades uh but for you how did this last this you know last season last couple of seasons feel for you now that you're You've locked in your goals for the future, you know, playing at Bill Crothers this season in particular. Like, was there a sense of relief from the pressure, knowing that you have a scholarship in hand at this point? So what was the season for you? I know you mentioned, like, you played with your teammates. Your teammates are great, you know, and, and, and you got to, you know, kind of, exp you know, expand your, you know, not expand, but spread your wings, I should say. How was the season for you? Yeah, it was, I guess, relief is a good word, but at the same time, that was kind of like my, okay, time to keep going like don't don't let up at all like let's let's go har even harder now because i i still want to be ready for university because that's mm -hmm. the next level right. so to keep myself ready for that i yeah, didn't didn't let up at all so working as hard maybe even twice as hard as before trying to get my strength up get my stamina up watching like games from every once in a while just just to, like get my basketball iq higher so yeah just full full head first into the basketball world keep going that's kind of my plan and it's funny because you know talking to other coaches and you know people that are coaching squads or training players and stuff you know i think that's the one thing they mentioned was that during this this point era it it really tested players resolve and how what their disciplines were and how, and how dedicated they were into doing this right because this period allowed a lot of time for you to say, you know what, maybe I should try something else or I don't feel like doing this anymore. Or you just lose that spirit a little bit. So yeah. just in that sense, like I, I, I like I understand that too, where it's like the discipline of it all. Like it's just like to stay the course with that, that at least, you know, you get on the other end of it. It had to be relief. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, for sure. Just now that now that I know where I'm going, it it does feel good. It does feel good. Like a sense of security is there for sure. Uh, who is your biggest influence on and off the court? On the court, I gotta say Aaliyah Edwards. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I remember I would I would like train behind her and everything, and I'd see her. She's so such a nice person, and her work ethic is insane. Like there was this one period where. Uh, I can't remember what year, but there was this one period where I do strength training with her, mm-hmm. and yeah, watching her, it was just, it was great. Like she, she works so hard, and she deserves everything that she has. And yeah, off the court, my mom, I gotta say, you know, mm-hmm. she, she's always there, always there. Yeah. <laughs> and and who's your favorite basketball player? Like, and and you know what? I'll ask it in two ways. So first, who's your favorite basketball player? gotta say candace parker <laughs> all the way oh yeah yeah, yeah. especially at that size the things that she could do like because i remember her like watching her play in college and and you were just like damn like whew. <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like everything she does i'm like you know i'm, I'm gonna try that i want to try that in the next game oh i want to try that just yeah such such an inspiration i want to do everything and she's still putting in the work too which is crazy oh yeah <laughs> Like, she's still definitely one of the best. And who is the person you see when you, you when you look out? Not necessarily to emulate, but like to, that inspires you for your own journey away from basketball. Like, is there anybody out there that like influences you in that in that way? Like, just to just to provide that influence for you? Um, honestly, this may sound so silly, but I have to say myself. Okay. <laughs> I get on I your like, get on your yeah. Kanye. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I, I love trying new things mm-hmm. and everything and I just and anything I see that interests me I want to try it so my interests just keep me going you know no, I love that I love that um, now let me show off my manners let me show my manners off and, and officially congratulate you for getting your scholarship at James Madison University <laughs> thank you so much you're, you're, you so much. you're very welcome I, I can hear the smile across the phone I can <laughs> <laughs> um what what made you choose that school uh you know i went there i went on a visit and you know the entire campus it was great yeah, everything was close together um a few of my favorite stores are actually walking distance as well so i, okay. I can always go there and go broke at some point <laughs> and then you know one of the major pieces that the entire team they they, they gel together there's no like clicks that are clear or anything. Everyone seems to like like each other, you know, which mm-hmm. you can't really get on a lot of teams. But yeah, they all seem to like each other. <laughs> and yeah, it was when I went there, they were all so nice. It was great. They're all very inclusive as well. No one was like sitting out on the side, like kind of on their own. So it felt like a family at that it point. It did. It did. Yeah. What do you plan, if I'm allowed to ask, what do you plan on majoring in? Uh, I'm going to major in psychology and minor in astronomy. Astronomy, okay. And what sparked your interest in taking both of those programs? Well, I was going to go for astrophysics, but then I realized I couldn't do like the workload of the the academic workload with the basketball workload. So I decided to go for psychology, which was my second option. And I'm just going to minor in astronomy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how that worked out. It's interesting. What 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 sparked your affinity for astrophysics? I like the stars, and kind of like I said, how I said earlier, if something interests me, I'm going to try it. Right. So I like the stars, and then when I realized 
I could, you know, get a job off of looking at stars, I was like, hey, I'm going to try that. <laughs> and then I just always wonder how stuff works. So looking at the sky, see like the moon go around, like, like the tides, I'm like, how does that work? And then I started studying it on my own time. And then, yeah, that's how I became into astronomy. Was it a, like a lifelong interest, or, you know, or was that something that was sparked like a few years ago in your in your thirst for finding interesting things and for knowledge? <laughs> no, I like the stars and the night sky as long as I can remember. Okay, what does the psychology kick in? Like, where did that? What does the interest kick in for that? Um, I watched Criminal Minds. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 basically. It. I watched Criminal Minds, and then you know, I started studying psychology on my own, and then. Yeah, I realized I kind of, I'm kind of good at it. So you know, you know what though, you you never know where your interest sparks from. It can spark from anything. That's the funny thing. That's like, yeah. so saying. Criminal Minds is like, you know what? It actually kind of makes sense when you watch the show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, at the end of it all, when you're done your career, you know, in university, um, where do you see yourself? Like, do you see yourself playing pro? Do you see yourself, you know, being a psychologist or? you know, helping people out or, or both? Like, where do you see yourself? Yeah, so really I see myself. I want to play overseas okay. because I, I want to make the money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I want to make money. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, my plan is to play overseas, preferably in Japan okay. because I, I like the culture a lot and I started studying Japanese. So mm. preferably in Japan because then I can also speak the language, learn about the culture, eat the food. I want to try so much of the food. But, yeah, playing overseas is where I want to be. Are you big on sushi? Yes. <laughs> what's your favorite? Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite? I had sushi yesterday, actually. Did you? <laughs> S- salmon, <laughs> salmon roll is amazing. I'll tell you that uh, right now. Yes, yes. That, that is very good. Now, is the, is the leagues particularly strong in Japan, or is it just a combination of both your career and, and, and culture life balance? Uh, yeah, so... I don't actually know like how I haven't done enough research yet. All I know is that they make a lot of money there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, mainly I want Japan because the money and yeah. I, my interest in it. You know, and, and it's crazy because you know where the WNBA is right now. You just you, you hope like by the time you get to yeah. your point, it's it's making that kind of money where you're like, no, I want to play in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's if if only like. People ask me if I want to play in the WNBA, and I, every time I'm like, they, they don't make money. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just don't. They have to do another job on the side, and everyone, they all play overseas as well anyway, so. What are you watching? What are you into? What are you listening to? <laughs> um, I watch anime. <laughs> you watch anime? Okay. Which, yeah. which cartoons? Yeah. Uh, anime. Um, usually, I watch, the genre is usually like psychological horror or shonen which is like the general like naruto stuff mm-hmm. most mainstream anime and mystery yeah that okay. that genre okay and, and is there an album or an artist that stays in your earbuds <laughs> um i listen i listen to k-pop <laughs> K-pop? You listen to K-pop? Yeah. Who's the band? Oh, my gosh. I'm so terrible at the K-pop <laughs> genre. Who's the band, the big band right now? You hear them in commercials. This is terrible. Yeah. I feel like I'm dating yeah. myself asking this question. but <laughs> BTS, I think. Or Blackpink. One of those two. Okay, okay, I think it's BTS. I think that's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you're, you're big on K-pop, okay? Yeah, I also listen to like punk rock music, so like, mm-hmm. um, System of the Downs. Uh, oh, what's another? Bring Me the Horizon. You know, Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, okay. So, so you're a K-pop Blink One Eighty Two astrologist. I, I see you. <laughs> yeah. I see you. Okay. Um, what what are your favorite books that you you like reading, and, and what's your favorite book that you're getting into right now? Oh, I'm in the middle of about seven books, I think. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I kind of just haven't gotten. I I kind of switch between the one I'm reading, one of them that I'm reading right now. Uh, hold on, I'm just about to get it because I can't remember the name of it. No, no problem, no problem. Go get it. You can you can get it. <laughs> you can put yeah. me on pause no, for a second to sleep. Let me know. It's fine. <laughs> No, it's right here. I, I have just books flying around the house, so I can read whatever I'm closest to it. Okay. It's so you, called House of Sky and Breath. House of Sky and Breath, okay. And what yeah. is that what is it about? It's a fantasy I can't really explain what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like imagine trying to explain the plot of Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> yes. But there are like angels, demons, um there's these things called fairies. Not like the typical fairy, you know, but F A E R I E, spelled like that. Uh, yeah, that those are the creatures in this book. And when you say you have seven books, do you have it just like pocketed in every part of the house? So like, if you you <laughs> land in the basement, you're like, oh, there it is. There's a book right here. I got it. <laughs> yeah, like I can just yeah, I can just like pick up a book. If I'm too lazy to go up upstairs or something to grab a book, I, I got one right beside me in mm-hmm. every room. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I, I want to ask this question to see if I'm allowed to ask this question. Okay. W- where did your interest in archery come from? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I tried it in grade nine and I was good at it and I ended up going to officer. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I mean, I came dead last, but no one needs to know that, right? No, no, no. Yeah, no. After, yeah, after a total of, I think... Maybe 10 hours total of doing archery. I went to Alpsa. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I you... did come dead last, so I, I feel like I need to point that out. <laughs> nah, nah, nobody needs to know that. That's fine. <laughs> um, how often do you get a chance to do it even still? Do you, you ever think about being a two-sport athlete? <laughs> I think about it, but I have not done it since grade nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and finally... You've done a great job so far navigating this process to, to get to where you are now. And, you know, definitely shout out to your parents, you know, and helping you with that, of course, and your family, your siblings, everything else, or your sibling, I should say, and everything else. But yeah. for for any young person right now trying to walk in your journey right now in terms of getting a scholarship or even just going out to make a team and whatever sport it would be, uh, what advice would you give them for the next generation, I should say? Yeah, um, trust yourself, you know, you're your biggest critic at the end of the day and anything that happens and you don't know what just just think that like you you can maybe think of the future on say what what you're going to be doing if you do that choice or just think of the past like what would your younger self think about where you are right now you can kind of think of it like that because when you're younger you always want to you always want to do stuff, right? There's always like that imagination that you have. Mm-hmm. So like keep keep a little part of that in you because that's that for me is what drives me to where I want to be. It's how I set my goals, you know. Kind of my dreams make keep dreaming and then make them your own realities. 
that's my advice. Okay, great, great. And you know what? Thank you for doing my story. Is is there anyone you'd like to shout out before we go? Shout out my little sister, Cece. Yeah, shout out to her. <laughs> Boom, there you go. Hey, once again, this is Cheyenne Rowe, and this is my story. Catch you later. Thank you for taking in the latest installment of My Story. And a special thank you to Cheyenne Rowe for taking part in this special episode. Check out our progress at James Madison University this fall. She's up next. I can't wait to see what she does on her journey. And thank you to the Rowe family as well. Greatly appreciate it to all of you. I will have a new episode of the Av Podcast on Friday. Make sure you check that one out. If you're a fan of Kendrick Lamar and his new album, you're going to want to tune into the next week's show as we'll be breaking down his latest major project, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And I postponed this one initially, this episode, but I will be coming out with a new fantasy draft within the next month. And it's not what you may think. All right. Details will follow soon as we get closer to the date. But I think you'll really love it. Or at the very least, you'll really appreciate it. And it will be exclusively on my YouTube page before it goes out on the rest of the platforms. Continue to support with the likes and the favorite buttons that you press. Please get to that as soon as possible, meaning right now. Um, <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And check out my catalog from the blog write-ups to the past episodes. Bookmark SouthShareAve.com. Once again, that's SouthShareAve.com. I'm Cal C. And thank you once again for tuning into my story, featuring Cheyenne Rowe. Until next time.